You are listening to Udo Karlsar on SAFM. Advocate Ntsebeza found that when Tabang Murwe headhunted Graham Smith for the position of director of cricket all the way back in 2019, that he was operating outside of CSA's recruitment policy. His successor, Jacques Fall, completed the deal with Mr. Smith, as, as you testified at the SJN. Does, does the report make any findings on his role in the appointment of Mr. Smith to director of cricket? Uh, um, from what I, from what I can see and what I've read so far, is that it's not specific to him per se because obviously he left in the middle of that process, you know. So nothing really speaks much to his involvement, but it does highlight the inefficiencies of the previous board of cricket South Africa that was um, that Mr. Murray was reporting to. Do you feel that, uh, and I'm sure Mr. Murray will have to account for this, but do you feel that the Jacques Fall is is also uh, in a position where he has to to explain himself to to South Africa? Absolutely, I think any CEO that walks into a company and assumes a leadership position, whatever it is that you put your signature to, you can't say it was the previous guy that did it because you have a responsibility, a fiduciary duty to examine what you've been asked to sign, what you've been asked to authorize, if it's in accordance with the policies and processes of the organization. That's just standard corporate um, governance. You don't just say, I will sign if something is criminal. You have to satisfy yourself as the leader of the organization that everything is indeed in order. And if it's not, you can flag it with the leadership of the company. Before we move on to the appointment of the head coach and the the process that was followed there, let me just ask you, is it, in your opinion, essential for a national team coach to have a level four coaching qualification, as is the case with a man who was overlooked for the position in Okungwe? Absolutely. I think if you're going to run such a high-level institution, there are basic minimum requirements, and a level four is mandatory because it takes you, you, by the time you have a level four, it is assumed that you would have acquired the necessary coaching expertise because coaching isn't just throwing balls at players. It's a very complex thing of man management, managing the team dynamics, being able to lead not only the vision of the team, but of the teams below so that they can actually plug into the system when young players come into the pro tier. So it's a very, it's, it, there's a lot of man management. There's a lot of leadership involved. So CSA has a comprehensive and one of the most well-recognized programs in place to actually um, to allow for, for uh, coaches to develop and grow and be of a national standard. That's why it's there. Now, let me go back to the report as far as the appointment of Mark Boucher mm. is concerned. That report states that there was no clear reason as to why the job was given to Boucher and not to Enoch Nkwe, who was uh, serving as interim coach at, at, at uh, the stage before that appointment. And also that Mr. Smith was not able to rebut that he unfairly discriminated against Mr. Nkwe uh, in the appointment of Mark Boucher. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the reason he can't rebut is if you if anyone reads the, the report, they'll realize that Mr. Smith actually failed to adhere to any of the C of the CSA HR manuals. And as such, he embarked on his own process. He actually deviated from what the organization um, what the processes and the procedures say you must do when you want to hire coaches. Because the issue here isn't whether you are a whether you are headhunting or not, is that 
what is the governance framework of Cricket South Africa? And it is a public institution, you know, so there's very little room to actually go and, um, and, and headhunt. But if you do, there must be a strict procedure followed. So what then is your expectation? I mean, the, the, the board of Cricket South Africa will deliberate on this matter. As, as Umpile Ramela, what is your expectation of what going forward should be happening with these two positions, the director of cricket and, and the head coach of the Proteus team? As someone who brought the complaints uh, forward initially, even when I was on the interim board of Cricket South Africa, to say these two appointments are not in line with the company's processes and procedures. And moreover, these two individuals are not qualified for those two positions. You know, and ordinarily, what would happen in any organization is you would actually re-advertise those positions and allow for a more competitive process to take place. You know, and CSA has sat on this matter for too long. And my suspicion is that they are waiting for Graham's contract to lapse in at the end of March next year. Do you anticipate that either man, because uh, Mark Boucher's contract will run beyond that, that, that either man perhaps would would and I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but but given what the findings of the report are, that either man will step down from their position. I don't foresee them stepping down. There's been such a big public outcry, not only from the, the, the discrepancies with their appointments and their unlawful nature. Uh, there's also been um, a public outcry about the racism and the discrimination that players have faced while they were players and even as administrators. And they have held on with tooth and nail. And I don't think that position is going to change. Let, let me come back to you on a personal note. Having viewed the interim report, how do you feel as someone who, who pretty much put it all on the line and took part in this process? I believe that uh, having read it, it seems like um, it still needs to be complete in some areas because there was a very limited time to put it together. But from what they have fleshed out, some of the key issues, they've covered them, I feel, quite competently and quite well. And I think it's for the Board of Cricket South Africa to take action on some of these line items and to actually give the public the necessary confidence to say we are an organization that operates in line with the law and that ensures that the integrity of cricket is always protected and that we want the best people in those positions. Final question. Has, has your involvement in the process in any way hampered, in your opinion, your, your further involvement in the sport of cricket? My observation, the only way to answer that, Udo, in a, in a real sense, is that I've applied for a number of positions within the administration of cricket. And you, as you would know, I have about four degrees with the highest being a master's and I've also played professional sports for quite a number of years, but I've not had the opportunity to serve in the administration despite having applied for what A, I'm qualified for and competent to do and B, having proven within the leadership of cricket that I'm actually here to safeguard the interests of the sport. But nonetheless, that's, um, that's just how these things go. Um, I believe sometime in the near future, things might change. 
So that was former president of the SA Cricketers Association, Ompile Ramela, with somebody washing dishes in the background there by him and my birds chirping in the background on my side. An interview recorded away from the studio setting. Just talking about his experience of the SJN and a very strong conclusion reached by him that given what has transpired and the findings of the advocate Tumi Sansebeza that CSA will have no option but to go and look for a new director of coaching and go and look for a new head coach. Let's discuss further because there were many other findings in this report as well. We're joined on the line by SABC Sports producer Tando Nkoli. Tando, good morning and welcome back to the show, man. Good morning, Udo, and good morning to your listeners. I think you would have had a little soupçaw there of what uh, Ompile Ramela had to say. Firstly, do you agree with his assertion that CSA is left with a little other option but to go and re-advertise those two posts? Um, yeah, they, they, <laughs> well, at least the director of cricket, um, they need to re-advertise. But the person who's uh, currently the head coach, well, there's no reason for him to be there. Um, the results have not been great. Um, it's not like when he took over, the team suddenly changed. Um, so it's one of those things where I sit and I'm, and I say, look, look at, you know, Udo, when I went through that report, that thing is like opportunities. And even when given those opportunities, are you welcome in the team? Mm. Um, uh, it, it's, it's all good saying a black Udo Carosa from Pontiervo has made a, a cricket team, whether right. it's yeah. the Proteas, whether it's um, Western Bowman's cricket, whatever it is. When you get into that team, can you actually perform at your optimum because you are in an environment that works for you? It's things like that. It's a number of cricketers, black cricketers, who have been involved in professional cricket. Mm. Because that, that's one of the big case with, with, um, with, with, with rugby and, and, and cricket, the, the, the so-called white sports. When you get into a professional level, you can play that under 19, under 21, but when you get to the point where you're earning 40,000 rand, mm. as a minimum, Things change when it becomes a career. When you stop studying engineering and playing, and you start playing sport, things change. You're not welcome in the team. These are the guys you've been beating all along. So, Tando, it's, 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 it's small elements like that that I sat and I was like, guys, the, the problems with cricket are bigger than we thought, yeah. and we have not even touched the surface. Look, I mean, uh, holistically, we, we still live in a country where you need to be uprooted from the community in which you, you were born to, if, if you are a black South African, to go and mm-hmm. be the best that you can be sporting-wise. That, 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 I'm, I'm going to keep beating that drum and, until it changes, but that has to change. Sure. But, but ultimately, what you're talking about here is the culture of teams changing. Is, it, is mm-hmm. it necessary then? To have a permanent ombud, somebody who can can safeguard that if that culture is not changing, there is a mechanism to complain beyond the structure for which you, as you said, work. That's where we need to go, um, Udo, because at the moment, the people who are, who are basically custodians about cricket have not transformed their mind. It's not a numbers game. It's not about, you, you know, the, the one good thing, I think we've had this conversation on your show many times. Mm. The sport team, it's not about the numbers. No one sits and says, we've got six, or we've got nine, or we've got eight. It's, it's, it's when you sit there and you say, a Lukanyo arm is being empowered. A Siakolis is leading the team. We've got the best two teams in, in, in the world rugby because black, we've got two black leaders. Mm. 
who have said, guys, we've got differences. All of us have got differences, but those differences make us stronger. In cricket, we've got people like James Smith. He came in at a hefty price, by the way. James Smith, with no experience, came in at a hefty price, and yet he was given a chance to lead South African cricket in terms of this was, these are the structures, this is where we're going to go. This is not, this is nothing happened in England, whereby Andrew Strauss, for example, took over the, the position, a similar position to Graham Smith. Mm. And it's worked wonders for them. But also, you sit there and you're like, but unfortunately, in South African cricket, there are people who are qualified to do this thing. Mark Barcher's position is even worse because Mark Barcher has been implicated in so many things as a player. Because everyone was leaning on, on, on Mark Barcher being a, a, a former Proteus player to be to being head coach of the, of the Proteus. But the problem is, he's been implicated in so many things. He was a terrible person. All right. Tano, so, so CSA at board level are going to discuss. What, what, is, what is your expectation of what they are compelled to do as a result of this interim report? They have to re-advertise you know, both positions. Do you know what, what, what worries me again, um, Udo? There's a guy called Jesse Toyana. Mm-hmm. Jesse Toyana played cricket. He comes from a cricketing family. His father was a cricketer. I don't think anyone on the local scene has got more trophies than Jesse Toyana. How do you fix that? How do you fix the, the injustice? We've sat and we've listened to this, this SJN hearings, and the one person that always pops up is like, Jeffrey should have had this job. Jeffrey should have had this job. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. How do you fix that? How do you sit and say, Jeffrey, we've wronged you. What do we do now? Jeffrey's not even a head coach of any team at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain coach of the Titans? That's the kind of, that, that's the kind of injustice we're talking about. I haven't even started with the fact that people get frustrated because of things that have happened um, emotionally to them. When you go into a team and a Kaiazond, who's the deputy chief justice's son, a Kaiazond who scored all the runs. But when he got into the team environment, he was not welcome. And A.B. Devlin said, no, you are a non-playing member. And when people are not performing, why can't you play the person who scored the runs? Kaya's only spent a year. When Paul now spent two years traveling with the team, didn't play. And then when he does play, we're surprised he doesn't perform. Mm. It's, 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 it's things like that, Udo, that, that build up. I, I sat and I read that, 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 that report and I was like, guys, <laughs> the amount of injustices here are just piling up and it angers you. Because we all have been sleeping on the job. Sure. We've sat and we've said so many things have gone wrong, and we have we've been we've been accomplices because we've said we sat and said nothing about you. the injustices that have happened to our top sportsmen. You listen to the testimonies, even the, the the interviews we all did leading up to the SJN hearings about how players were treated, mm. and you're like, guys, this is heartbreaking stuff. Hey. Ta- no one Tando. should go through that. Tando, we shall, we shall leave it. They're always good to hear from you. Tando Mkoli, the uh, SABC sports producer. Uh, and that's where we'll leave the situation with him. Let, let's see what CSA comes back. And I'm sure there will be lawyers in the mix as well in those board deliberations around the SJN. You are listening to Udo Karlsa on SAFM.